to show. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Off the Mats Podcast. And this week's guest. So I'm welcoming him back, but you all haven't had this guest before. But he and I recorded previously and had some technical difficulties. I'm willing to admit my failures here. So that's all right. But I'm welcoming back fellow grappler. And also, rapper, musician, recording artist, Lyric Kirkland. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Pleasure to be yeah. back for the first time. <laughs> back for the very first time. <laughs> um, awesome. Uh, thank you for your patience and thank you for doing this with me. I, I, I really, really do appreciate this. Of course, man. Um, so... One of the things I really wanted to venture into here, just conversation-wise with you, is not only do you participate in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, much like many of the guests on here myself, but you also have uh, a rap album that a few of the, few of the uh, memes have been included in some of your music. And I know I've used some myself personally, and I've been hearing it pop up on a few different videos now. So um, the title of the album is The Gift Rap. And I, I like the name. I think it's very clever and personal to myself just because that's one of my favorite sweeps, although I don't believe that was the intention. But um, excellent work either way. So just kind of jumping into you know your experiences in grappling when did you get started with jiu-jitsu i started i think back in like 2015 back in 2015 so uh my dad he's a uh a preacher a minister and he travels the country speaking at different like churches and camps and whatnot and uh one weekend he was scheduled to speak down in amarillo texas and there was a guy down there who uh, was a black belt in jujitsu and in uh, kickboxing. And he planned to move up to Detroit to, uh, that's where I'm from, planned to move up to Detroit to open up a gym. Uh, that was going to be a ministry as well. And so he, you know, met with my dad and, you know, tried to figure out what to expect uh, moving to Detroit and, and whatnot. And I was there during the conversation. And afterwards, he uh, told me, he's like, hey, if you're uh, free and you want to help out, I will train you for free if you help out with the kids program and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, I'd, I'd love to do something like that. I've always wanted to do martial arts. So uh, that was my first foray into, uh, into jujitsu. I've been going at it ever since. Good, good. And when you got into it, was there any specific reason why you were interested in it? Were you, as far as martial arts goes, did you have a history of it or were you just kind of like, you know what, you know, I, I, I see something now, this looks fun. Let me go ahead and jump in. So, you know, why, you know, what led you into really wanting to get into this? I guess. So, I mean, there's a, a couple of reasons. So, uh, 
I've always wanted to do martial arts my whole life, and you know, I never had the opportunity. I think I did like one karate class with a friend or something like that, and I did like one wrestling class with a couple buddies. Um, but I was never able to like commit and to stick to, to anything. And at the time, uh, before I started jujitsu, I was actually looking into Krav Maga. I'm actually kind of embarrassed to say that, but um, yeah, I was looking at the Krav Maga and you know, I wanted to be like Jason Bourne and you know Jack Bauer, all these guys. But uh, jujitsu, I guess, like I, it kind of stuck with me just because, or I stuck with it because it's it's real and it works. And then another reason was because it's it's hard, it's difficult. I feel like at that point in my life, I hadn't really been challenged by too many things, and this was something that was definitely challenging for me. So I wanted to stick it out all the way through to the end. You know, I think the first first week classes, I was just like, yeah. I'm going to get my black belt. No matter what happens, I'm sticking. I'm, I'm all the way through to the end. Yeah. Good. Uh, I like that. And what did you train out of? I train out of uh, Voyage Martial Arts in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. What's your What's your belt rank right now? Right now, I'm a purple belt. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Three, three stripes. Oh, nice. All right. That's cool. Uh, do you actively compete or is this more of a, you know, a goal as kind of you're pursuing it, but more as a hobby and just kind of, you know, taking the casual route or are you getting out there on the competition trail? Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I do train uh, as this part of the lifestyle, but I like to get out and compete as much as possible. Um, I competed uh, two weekends ago uh, at a, like a submission only event and. I actually got a, an invite to be on the undercard of an event coming up in April. So I think that event should be uh, televised on, on flow grappling. So that would be pretty cool. First first time I've ever done anything big like that. So big for me. For sure. No, that, that's, that's big. That's big time right there. I mean, that's real cool. Um, I definitely want to try to touch base with you around that time right before if, if you – you know, willing to come back on to discuss going into that event because that sounds really, really cool. So good. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll love to. Uh, I I always like to ask this question because I think about when I first got out there on the mats and just what was going through my mind. Can you recall, you know, your first just like kind of those feelings stepping onto the mat and committing to jujitsu? Um, I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect. Like I had, I had never, I didn't know what jujitsu was at all. I had no clue what to expect. And I'd seen like a little bit of MMA. So I, I kind of seen like Anderson Silva throw up a, you know, triangle, triangle choke once or twice or something like that. You know? But I never like studied jujitsu and I didn't know anything about jujitsu in depth um, before I stepped onto the mat. And so my first class, you know, I was, you know, grappling with my uh, my professor, uh, Sean Fouts, and he just destroyed me. And I was just like, man, this is incredible. This is awesome. It's like a, a superpower, you know, I, that I don't have yet, but I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it for sure. And so it was just a rush of, like, adrenaline and confusion and frustration and, and all that. But it just blended together as, you know, motivation to keep doing it. Nice. Have you had to use your jiu-jitsu in any kind of outside – scenario just kind of diffusing the situation or anything 
no, uh, thankfully I, I haven't. I haven't you know, come into any kind of situation where I had to use jujitsu either, you know, for defending myself or anybody else. Um, other than, you know, friends sneaking up behind you and putting you in rear naked choke and bulldog <laughs> choke and stuff like that. But yeah, nothing nothing serious. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Staying stay safe out there in those streets of Michigan. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The main streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We went back in uh, 2019 for a family reunion, and I remember my wife was like, we were staying downtown near the stadiums. She was like, you want to walk up the street for breakfast and get a bagel? And I was like, girl, I'm not walking any streets in Detroit <laughs> at all. No, we're not doing this. It It's changed since I've been there as a kid, but... Yeah, it, like I told, I was like, I don't. There's no amount of jujitsu in my back pocket that's gonna keep us from getting mugged, and we didn't get, we didn't get mugged. Yeah, I had some some good bagels that morning, um, and then met up with family. So I guess things can change. Um, and what's your favorite submission? Uh, favorite submission, I would have to say rear naked choke. I love rear naked choke. Yeah. Okay. Always try to yeah. attack, get to the back, and finish there. So. Yeah, that's always a, a safe one. To, you know, once you get somebody's back, you're, you're you're in control of the situation. You should be, at least. I'm not. Right. <laughs> I, I get someone's back, and I'm like, "What do I do from here?" I choke them. Hog them. Hog the neck. <laughs> just, just don't fall off. What? Yeah. <laughs> Then uh, is is there any specific area that you you know you feel like you you're currently working on that's kind of out of your normal wheelhouse? Uh, right now, I'd have to say like leg locks. I think that's like a area of the game that I kind of neglected, like in 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 lieu of uh, working on like uh, other fundamental skills and stuff like that. Um, so I think. Definitely leg locking, and it's uh, very, very deep and wide. Uh, and I'm, I'm learning that now. Um, got some good guys that I'm, that I'm working with locally, and uh, guys at the gym too. And, uh, it's, uh, I don't know, it's weird. It's once you get into it, it's kind of like crack. You get your first heel hook, and it's like, oh man, I like this. This is the power of the dark side. Feels good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's always that. It only takes one. Once you get that first yeah. hit, it's like, ooh. Yeah. Gateway drug. <laughs> For sure. Um, in, in kind of getting into the music part of it now with you. So the neat thing about this album is that it's jujitsu based. It, it's it's not like, oh, I have a song about jujitsu on here. It's like a, a good run. Just pretty much every. I'm pretty sure it's like every song, right? Um, that's yeah, pretty much. Yeah. To it. <laughs> uh, uh, what influenced the album for you? Like, what made you want to go in this direction? Um, you know, I, so I, I dropped my first jujitsu song back in I think it was 20, 2018, like August or September, and it was just from you know like. People at the at the, the gym that I was training at or the gym that I train at currently, um, like I would put out, I think I put out like one track on YouTube and they were like, oh, this is really good. And I, I didn't think it was that good. And they're like, man, 
when you're coming out with that jujitsu song, I was like, I don't know. And one day, like the inspiration just came, and you know, I started writing and looking for beats, and it all just kind of came together after that. And and so, you know, following, you know, I think like 20, 2019, I dropped another jujitsu track, and you know, at that point, I was just like, you know, I feel like this one, the first one, did pretty well. So I wanna, I wanna do another one, see how that does, and then kind of like with the whole leg lock thing, it just became addictive. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I dropped another song, and then like you know, everybody at the gym was like, "Oh, was the album coming out?" And I was just like, I was "Like, man, I had to say that. I gotta start working on an album." And so I, I just started writing. Uh, when I started writing the album, I think it was like April of 2021, I believe actually. And so I just started writing like, it was it was crazy. Like the, the most I've ever written in my life before. And it was like, prior to that, you know, I've written a couple songs, but I never, I never finished too much. And I was like finishing like, probably like, like two songs like a month. And I was just, I was writing like crazy. And I came out with like so much content. I was just like, all right, I got to do this. There's no way I can't do it now. I have too much to just sit on. So yeah, it was, it was a wrap after that. So one of the thoughts that I was having earlier as I was listening to the album again while at work is, uh, did, were you, do you have any uh, history before this like with writing? I was always wondering that as well. Were you a writer before? Did you play any instruments before? What's your musical background or history? Uh, don't have much of a musical background. Uh, I, I tried to like pick up piano when I was in high school. It never really stuck. I never learned how to read music or anything like that. It was just like playing by ear. Um, but I've always loved music. I've always loved to listen to like, you know, any kind of genre, you know, whether it's you know, you know, hip hop, rock, jazz, classical, a little bit of country, a little bit of everything. Like I just try to, any song that I feel like is is, is good, I'll, you know, let's do it regardless of the genre, I don't, I don't care. Um, and so writing, I guess, came uh, like, after college, you know, I just like uh, I've I've always been uh, big on downloading instrumentals. Like I'd be in like elementary school on like LimeWire and FrostWire, just downloading beats like instrumentals, and, like still DRE and stuff like that. And I'd always just like keep them, you know, in my in my music library and listen to them while I'm reading or stuff like that. And I I just had all these beats stashed away somewhere and. I was just like, all right, let me see if I can write to this song. And I, you know, I write a little, little, I write a little rap and memorize it and whatnot and record myself. And if it was, if I felt like it was good enough, I'd show a friend and they'd be like, yeah, it's, it's kind of whack. I'd be like, all right, thanks for the feedback. <laughs> but yeah, I just kept, kept, you know, kept on writing and, and downloading beats and stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of how I got into, got into all this. So. Okay. Actually, we share that in common. Actually, I during the the download era, that's all I would do is download instrumentals, and then yeah. just kind of write over. Because when I was younger, <laughs> sorry, no, nah, you're good, you're good. Um, when I was younger, I listened to a lot of Sade, and for okay. some reason, I couldn't understand her. I think it was just like there, there was like a mellow 
like tone that as I'm listening to it, it was kind of like her flow just kind of like I listen to it now and I know all the words, but I don't know. In elementary school, I just didn't understand. So I would write my own words over top of her melody. Okay. And then as I got older, started downloading just instrumentals. And as long as I knew how the song goes, I would be able to write to it. I never went anywhere with it, obviously, but yeah, because I'm doing a damn podcast and not recording (laughs) music. But it, you know, so same thing, high school. I actually played the flute in middle school and um, that carried over to the piano in high school myself, but not really too, too much there. So like hearing hearing your story, it was like, oh, dude, there's like, some similarities there. Uh, all right, I can dig it. Um, so with your influence with music and being very open, another similarity, similarity that we have there who would you say musically was a bigger influence for you uh as far as like artists that i tried to like pattern their style so uh like like hip-hop my biggest influences i say are like nas so i i love nas like all through high school i would just be listening to nas and like gangstar and all these old school, you know, hip hop artists. Um, uh, currently, semi current, I guess. I like guys like Logic, um, and then like and like the probably uh, artists that a lot of people don't know, like because uh, they are in like the Christian Christian rap circles. But Andy Mineo and McRae, those are also big influences. And then uh, this other guy named Jared Sanders, who. I feel like he could he's like a guy that could take on any any artist like any rap artist bar for bar like he's just so creative and his flow was just so like like tight and, and refined um, and I, I, I just I, I love his style so those are guys that like I, I thought are really good and I tried to listen to them and and you know draw like my own style from theirs you know, and, you know same with like you know, MF Doom, like I'm a big Doom fan. So, I, and he has a very unique style. So I try to take a little bit of that and mix it into my music, you know, whenever I can. Okay. I just thought about it too. How old are you? I'm about 32. Okay. All right. So, yeah. uh, so I guess, because when you, you said uh, like old school rappers like Nas and Gangster, I was like, Old school. Oh, I guess uh, <laughs> I, I I keep forgetting I'm old. I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, no, nah, but that's cool. That's that's real cool. Uh, and with your writing process, as you say, you know, you said that you did a lot of writing during that time. Like, could could you like describe that process? Was it just like? just at random, like you'll just get a thought, you'll sit down, or did you like have writing sessions with yourself? Just you say, you know what? I think I want to sit down and devote this time to this. So I would try to do that. And whenever I tried to intentionally like sit down and carve out a block of time just to write, I would get like extreme writers, but nothing would come. And I'd try to force it and it just sounded like so, so whack. Um, So it was really whenever the inspiration hit, like I would, uh, I'd be driving. I don't know it's probably isn't the best thing to admit, but I'd be driving and I get like an idea, I get a, a verse, and I'd just be like, 
on my phone, like, you know, writing down my notes. So I guess I could have used the, you know, the voice to you know, transcribe it, but uh, I was just like, got to get it immediately. And so that and like shower thoughts, just like at the most random times, like, you know, I just be like, all right, got to remember this. Once I get out of the shower, I'll run down, type it on my phone. When I wake up in the morning, like I'll grab my phone by my bed table and just like, you know, start, start writing stuff out. So. Yeah, whenever the inspiration struck, I just try to, yeah, roll with it. Yeah, that's that seems to be the case with a lot of writers. I remember watching a documentary uh, with Shania Twain when she like finally got signed and everything. They were talking about like, all right, it's time to have a writing session. They sit down in a room, and she was like, "That's not how this works for me." I. It's the same thing. She had writer's block in the room when it was time to sit down and have a writing session. But, you know, just when you get that inspiration at a random moment, whether it be, you know, driving in the shower on the mats, even, you right. know, it's like, oh, I, I got to get this ideal down. And like, has that ever happened on the mat suit for you? Have you, you know, been rolling and then in between is like, okay, let's take a break. And you're like, I got to go write this down. You know, it hasn't happened like on the mats. It like walking into the gym, like it'll strike like every now and then, but never like on the mats. I'm too, I guess, preoccupied with other things. So. And earlier when you were saying, you know, you don't have a musical background, you know, you're not a musician or anything. I, I will say, you know, from my own ear listening, I would have never guessed that. Listen to your album, you know. It's like not that I'm trying to like poke holes in or anything, but like even listening to it again, I was like, let me see if I can just catch something. It's like, nope, it, it, it's produced extremely well. It sounds great, dude. I, I would have never guessed that this was even, you know, a first time project for you either. You know, it sound like, you know, you've been working on this. You know, you it sound like you're a veteran, basically. I appreciate um, that, man. It, a lot. Uh, and just offer that thought too, because again, this sounds like to me like, oh, this sounds like this would be his second or third album. Are there any plans, like just in the in the background right now for a follow up? Um, I'm leaving it open. Yeah, I'm, I might do a a, a volume two, different uh, volume two, but uh, for now, I'm kind of just uh, oh, still still trying to see how this one is received. Because, I mean, I know I went in with the whole idea that this was going to be like a, a niche out, niche, niche, niche music, you know. It's only for the jiu-jitsu community. And, you know, people that don't do jiu-jitsu or combat sports, like, they're not really going to get it. So I, I'm not expecting to chart or anything like that, like, you know, nothing <laughs> like that. But as long as it's well-received in the jiu-jitsu community, that's, like, mission accomplished for me, for sure. So. Absolutely. And, and that's another thing, too, even, you know, when listening to it, yes, I know that it's jujitsu theme and there's that connection, but there were a couple of times today just kind of as I'm walking around the property and I'm listening, you know, I got lost in the music, music in itself as well. So, I mean, you know, th there could be some people outside of our community that that catches like dude this, this is pretty good so um oh, yeah. hopefully 
you know, as, as time goes you, and you decide, hey, I am going to do a volume two, I, I'm here for it. Cool. Yeah. And how if people outside the community do 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 dig it, you know, I'm, I'm all for that. Yeah, I, that's, uh, I guess, part of the plan, too. But mostly it's for the for the culture, for the community. Good. And again, you know, you know, saying that, you know, this is your first step into music. If, you know, you got a aspiring rapper upcoming thinking, you know what? I think I want to give this a try, not even necessarily in the jiu-jitsu community, but just in general. You know, a kid comes up to you and asks for some advice. What's something that you would tell them, you know, that might help them out? Uh, definitely pick a, pick an artist with a style that you like and try to emulate their style as much as possible. I mean, not, not try to, like, you know, bite them, like, be original, but, like, you know, as far as how they construct a verse – like study, study that and, and how they, uh, I guess, uh, pull elements from pop culture or from their own life and experience and put it into their songs. Like that's the kind of stuff that, that I, I looked out for, you know, when, when I'm trying to write my own stuff. Because um, I know Nas is, he's, he's a storyteller. He, the way he, uh, vividly paints a picture with words like that's uh, it's just something that's so uh, creative and and unique and, and awesome to me uh, uh, just to be like a, a urban poet you know um, so yeah pick up pick an artist that you like and and try to you know absorb as much as you can from them uh, and then and it kind of sounds like a, like a opposing advice but on the other hand, study artists that you don't know. Ask friends like, "Hey, what do you like listening to right now?" You know, and try to you know, download those albums and listen to those artists and take take you know cues and and uh, and stuff from from the music that you don't listen to as well. Just to be you know well rounded, stay kind of current, you know, and, and whatnot. So that'd be my advice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good advice. I mean, it, it, like as I'm listening to it again, if, if I decided, hey man, I want to, you know, try to get back into this music thing. That's that's good sound advice. I mean, especially, you know, not just again, you know, you want to pick a style, but also you want to, like you said, venture out and listen to different things as well to kind of get a feel for the music. So definitely helpful, I'm sure. Now, kind of switching back to jiu-jitsu a little bit, who, who would you say is uh, influence or influential to you on a mat? Uh, for sure, I'd have to say uh, Marcelo Garcia. So when I first started jiu-jitsu, like I would just go on YouTube and I'd watch all of his matches, like you know, his performances at uh, ADCC, and, you know, like other tournaments in Brazil and stuff like that. And just the way that he, he moves and just how he, I don't know, creates, like he has his own unique style. Like, you know, if you were to like have like a, like a, I don't know, like a, a, a two shadows of, of two guys grappling and you could, you know, point out one and be like, oh, that's definitely Marcelo Garcia just by the way that he moves. Like he's just so, so unique uh, and one of the greatest of all time. So yeah, he's definitely my, my biggest influence. He's that kind of guy. This looks like a regular dude, and meanwhile, he could 
dismantle most people. Yeah, I know Savage. listening to the album, there's uh, a couple mentions in there, you know, you, I mean, you have a song called Bachetta. So, yeah. you know, I thought that was cool. And then, um, you know, mentioning Helio Gracie, obviously, and um, just when I hear the name Gracie, I mean, obviously there's Hoist, and then there's always uh, Audra Gracie is a big one. And there as well, so he's, he's the ghost. He's just a different kind of human. So it, it's like again, listen to your album here, and you know these names. I'm like, dude, like he's tuned in. And as far as um, like I ask about advice for musicians trying to st- you know step into the arena. As far as grapplers, a new grappler stepping onto the mats, what's some advice you would give them uh, for a first timer coming into the game? It would, it would kind of be the same as as what I said, like musically, like pick a pick a grappler whose style you like and try to emulate the way that they move and you know the the moves that they do. Um, like for me, like it was you know obviously my solo, and so I would try to play a lot of butterfly. And I feel like now my butterfly game is like like halfway decent, and so you know I'm always trying to work to get it better and you know work on new moves and transitions and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, definitely pick out a, a grappler that's good that you like that you like to watch whose matches are exciting, you know, who you know obviously wins a lot, and uh, just try to like <laughs> try to absorb as much as you can from watching their videos. And you know, if they have instructionals out there, like get those and you know study the way that they they teach and the, the moves that they teach and stuff like that. So uh, I'd be my advice. For definitely helpful there. Speaking of other grapplers for funzy if you could pick any grappler and think hey you know what this guy might might have some bars who would you assume as a grappler might be able to rap and also then say hey you know what i might want to collaborate with this guy Mm. tough question as of right now you're you're my rap my rapping jujitsu expert. So this question is only for you. I'm not asking anyone this question because they don't know. <laughs> well, I, I know for a fact that that Nathan Mendelson, he's got bars. Because you know, we did okay. a song together on the album called uh, Open Mat Anthem. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he, he brought the heat with his verse. And the funny thing is, like he was writing and recording the verse, I think between like two big tournaments. So like, yeah, that's Major props to him uh, and shout outs for again working with me on the song and uh, and just doing it between those two tournaments and teaching and uh, competing and training, you know, and, and writing and recording all at the same time. So that's a big props. So yeah, Nathan Mendelson for sure. I don't know. Anybody else who's got bars? I, I, I don't really know if I were to guess. It's going to sound weird, but I feel like Gary Tonner would be able to put something together. <laughs> <laughs> I got. It seems like he's got a lot of a lot of like hidden talents. So I don't That's know true. why. Now, yeah, he just following that guy on social media, and then seeing him going from jujitsu to MMA. It's like look, that guy looks like he could do anything. So, yeah, good call. With your upcoming match in April, are you going to come out to one of your songs or you know, pick? Pick other artists to come out to. Yeah, you know, I haven't. I haven't decided yet. I haven't decided yet. I would. 
for me, it's weird. Like, I, I feel weird walking out to one of my own songs. Like, I, <laughs> I, I absolutely love it when other people, like, walk out to my music. I'm like, yeah, let's go. But, like, me walking out to my own song, I'm just like, is this weird? Is this weird? I don't know. It's kind of weird. So, I don't know. I haven't decided. Uh, so, we'll see. Be a game time decision. You definitely really cool and just humble about it all too because it's like uh you know growing up you know, i have friends that you know were trying to get into the music business and there was no humbleness to them at all <laughs> it was all like i'm gonna be the next big thing it's like relax we're we're in columbia maryland chill <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like i mean we got ed norton that's that's what we got out of columbia maryland and that's it <laughs> relax yeah, logic too. Logic um, kind of so yeah, we like in Maryland, we we've got artists, yeah. you know, like out Silver Spring, Baltimore, stuff like that. And then it's like the little suburb of Columbia, Maryland. It's like, yeah. come on, dude, relax. Like, like, dude, like. I mean, it, that doesn't mean they can't, you know, be creative and and really put in the work. But it, still, be humble about it. Don't don't be out yeah. there thinking. And like I'm, I'm the greatest. Like no, you're pretty good. Relax. You're you're really good. Yeah. But there's still. Yeah. Yeah. Don't. Yeah, like you. You know your poop smells too. Relax. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you and the team went out to karaoke, just as a team, like hey, let's go on out. Let's like have a team night out, and y'all see a karaoke bar. What what song you putting on? Hmm. Mm. Probably put on uh, Gazillion Ear MF Doom. Just like rap. Just okay. like, you know, just anything. I, I don't know. I probably put on something by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Marvin Gaye. That, Marvin Gaye is not a bad bad choice. So that, that's cool. Um, it's weird because it's like when. I listened to the album and then we're talking. It's like it, it almost feels like, dude, like two different personalities here. And you know, just going back to the album, it's not like like listen to the album. You know, it, it sounds like oh, this guy's you know knucklehead or you know he he's trouble. Like no, but it's like it's almost kind of like there's this like as we're talking, like there's this real humbleness and like just kind of bashfulness. On, I'm listening to you on the album. It's like yeah, this dude is like, like coming for the world. Um, was the one track? Uh, I think it was it Ordinary Day. They, yeah. for some reason, like listen to that one. I, I had to play it back. Like I listened to, it, I was like, huh. Went back. So went back to it again, and you know that's what kind of made me, you know, ask like, have you had to use your jujitsu in any kind of outside self defense um, situation? But listening to you on that track, there was just like, it was very, it could also be like the content of the song was very powerful. But just yeah. like listening to that one specifically was like, okay, like there's some like some force behind that voice. And I'm like talking to it was like, uh, like isn't it cool that you are this humble? Because again, like I said, you know, as some friends growing up, it was like, they weren't necessarily very humble. And it's like, just, you know, it's always good to understand, like, look, you know, I did this, that's a community, you know, and, you know, 
at no point, even when you were, uh, you know, putting out posts about it, at no point did it ever feel like you're saying like, hey, guys, look at me, look at me, look at me. It was more like, you know, I got this project, you know, it's dropping on this date. And, you know, I kept an eye on it. I, I was I was well aware. I was like, all right, because I was looking forward to it. And let me tell you, as a listener, well worth the wait. It was a treat. So thank you for that. My pleasure. Thank um, you for listening to it. Uh, absolutely. Um, and just kind of as we're wrapping up here, I guess one last thing I want to ask you as you're getting ready for your April event, um, you know, that'll be on Flow Grappling. I'll try to uh, add that to the calendar to make sure we check it out. And also mention it quite a bit on BJJ Wiki, you know, get people's eyes on it. You know, with the upcoming event in April for you and, and the excitement for that, as long as COVID doesn't shut the rest of the world down once again, are there any plans to, you know, travel and do like PANS, Masters Worlds, stuff like that um, down the pipeline? Or you just kind of staying local and, um, you know, kind of working on that circuit? Um, you know, my coach is really encouraging us to, to do like as many tournaments, competitions as possible. So um, if there's stuff that comes up before April, I would definitely love to compete in that as well. Because, I mean, experience is uh, – is never a bad thing. So, you know, if I go out there, win or lose, you know, still experience and being able to compete under pressure. And, you know, the, the pressure of just, like, traveling and competing is, is different. And, you know, to be honest, that's something that I've never done. I've never traveled to a different, you know, state to compete. I've always done local tournaments. So uh, that'd be another thing to do to get outside my comfort zone and test myself and, you know, just prepare myself for, for bigger challenges. Yeah, for sure. So, Okay. Um, I know in February they have uh, the Europeans coming up in Rome and I have a couple of friends, one friend that's in Madrid that's doing it and I have a friend that's in Atlanta. I think she's in Virginia, but she's going to travel, hit Atlanta. She's trying to hit Atlanta because the Atlanta, Atlanta Open is that weekend. So on her layover. She's going to try to go compete at the Atlanta Open, hop on a plane to Rome, and then get ready for the Europeans. So anyway, just trying to make sure, just trying to test your uh, crazy. Like, like, are you serious? Like, competing is is one thing, but then there's next level psychopathy. I'm going to make sure I message her (laughs) and let her know. Like, I encourage what you're doing, but I think you're a lunatic. Um. But, but yeah, absolutely, yeah, compete as much as you can. And, you know, that, that experience carries over. So, you know, I applaud you. I'm not a competitor myself. I am for sure a hobbyist. But my hat goes off to all of you that step out on the mat and, and compete. You guys are true champions. So um, I look forward to catching you in April and and leading up to that again, if, you know, we can find find some time, get you back on here and have a discussion about that as well. But, um, you know, thank you for doing this again. I definitely appreciate you with your patience and, and my failed internet. 
hopefully look if next time we sit down to do this my internet acts up again i'm just gonna assume that it's you right? like you you messed with my wires <laughs> like, like after we hang up here i'm gonna go and check i, I swear if my tv starts working fine i'm i'm gonna lose my mind I'm, I'm probably just not gonna watch TV the rest of the night. But um, but Lear, thank you very much for doing this. Uh, do you have any shout outs or mentions that you'd like to uh, throw out there? Uh yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you for having me on the on the podcast. It's definitely been a pleasure. Uh, I want to give a shout out to all my uh, coaches and teammates at Voyage Martial Arts, uh, to the BJJ scene in, in Michigan uh, in general. I feel like it's a really cool uh, community, and it's uh. It's growing, uh, exploding uh, right about now. So a uh, big shout out to everybody out there, uh, to my family back in Massachusetts, uh, to uh, the Fouts family, uh, uh, Sean, Michelle, and uh, Corey for getting me into jiu-jitsu. Uh, and just to, uh, uh, let's see, gospel grappler, uh, God and Keys, and uh, off your back, PJJ. So big shout out. Oh, also to Throne Music Studios in Southfield, Michigan. Uh, produced the, the whole album there, so got everything done there, my recording and everything, so uh, big shout out to Throne Music. Excellent, excellent. And I'll see if I can find them and mention them in the show notes as well. Um, thank you for that, and thank you for, for being on here, and to all the listeners, thank you, as always, for supporting the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, to apologize, this episode is a day late, but hey, better late than never, right? So um, thank you, everybody, for for being there for the show. Um, big shout out to my good friends, Eric and Allie, out there in Denver, Colorado. They curate and run On Bar Attic on Instagram and the website as well. So go check out the site and grab yourself a rash guard. I got my pre-order. It should be in pretty soon, so I'm excited about that. And big shout out to Compton Social Club. That's my other show. Uh, we review beers. That's what we do. And we talk about football and just make terrible jokes. So if you're offended easily, don't listen to it. But if you like hearing what two friends of 30 years just randomly talk about, go check that out too. It's just two guys talking. So if you're bored, go check it out. Um, and also, last shout out here to... My newest podcast, So You Like Horror. Episode one has been released and episode two will be out at the end of this week. I love horror movies. So I figure why not do a podcast about that as well. So thank you everyone for all that you do. Thank you to our guests as well again, Mr. Leah Kirkland. And I listen to it on Amazon. It's on Spotify. It's in the, it's in the airwaves now. It's called The Gift Wrap, Volume 1. Go check it out. Especially if you're in the jiu-jitsu community, you will be very, very pleased. Especially if you're into hip-hop. So go ahead and check it out. Otherwise, you guys keep listening, and I'm going to continue to make these shows. Thank you, everybody. I love you all, and bye. They Now let me see his soul.